Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillah wassalatu wassalamu ala Rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Assalamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. All praise belongs to Allah and peace and salutations be upon the final messenger. Uh, just a third, uh, a short third session. Uh, we'll end uh, soon insha'Allah uh, before the hifth class also begins. So we've reached a point where now Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is describing for us Jannah and Allah says for the one who fears he's standing in front of Allah, Allah will give him two paradises. And then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and we explained what the, the different um, uh, lessons from uh, the books of tafsir regarding what two paradises refer to. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes into the description. He says, afnan. He says that these two paradises, they will have uh, trees with branches that are, out, uh, 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 that are outspread. Now, um, remember, the Sahaba receiving these ayat, they were in the desert. So you have to appreciate what this means to them. Right? To see a tree that has branches that stretch out. You know, the, the most they were accustomed to were date palm trees. Date palm trees don't have leaves that, that stretch out. Uh, as uh, other trees that we know do. So the Sahaba receiving these ayat, no doubt for them, this would send them into uh, a maze of imagination. And even for us, it's human nature to um, find solace and therapeutic moments in nature. It's from our nature to be connected with nature. When you go to the forest, you go to the park where there's greenery, you feel, uh, you feel revived, your spirit feels revived. Your thoughts uh, feel uh, revived and uh, you experience a solace that you don't normally do in the city, right? So here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala first brings our attention to the trees. Now we mustn't forget that when we speak about trees, then you're speaking about shade. And shade is another, uh, is, is another matter that mankind seeks. When you, when you speak about trees, you're speaking about fruits because trees bear fruits. And remember, we already know as a precursor that a tree in this life and a tree in the next only share one thing in common, that's the letters of the word. <laughs> that's it. They only share shajara, it's shajara, just the letters are shared. But the reality is totally different. Because the Prophet ﷺ told us that Jannah has a tree which no eye has ever seen, no ear has ever heard of and no heart has ever dreamt of. Right? So if you close your eyes and dream of the most amazing thing, Jannah has better. That's the reality. So Allah brings our attention to uh, the trees of Jannah and then says, Which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, um, Allah says, In them are aynan. Aynan refers to uh, two springs. So Allah is saying, Fihima, in both of them, Aynan are two springs. So there's four springs being mentioned here. Two in one Jannah and two in the other Jannah. And Allah says they are flowing. Again, think of an Arab in a waterless desert being told of streams that are flowing, not one but two. Right? And even us, uh, we find peace when we near flowing rivers and flowing lakes. And it only brings about goodness because you think about irrigation, you think about fresh water to drink, 
Yeah, you think about cleanliness and purity and so on and so forth. This is the reality of water. Allah says, Which of the favors of your Lord uh, do you deny? So each paradise will have free flowing springs which feed the trees of Jannah. So the irrigation is automated. <laughs> it's automated irrigation. Right? And um, this means, so it's the water of Jannah feeding the trees of Jannah. So can you imagine the fruits of Jannah now? <laughs> right? This is what Allah, when Allah, this is the tadabbur. So then Allah after each, He says, afnan, Then He tells us about the rivers. He doesn't mention trees and rivers, then say which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? No. After every mention, He uh, asks us which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? Then um, uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Fihima min kulli faakihatin zawjan. Ah, remember I said you think about the trees of Jannah, then the irrigation of Jannah. So how will the fruits be? Allah now tells us about the trees. Allah says subhanahu wa ta'ala that in both of them are every, uh, in both of them are of every fruit two kinds. Every fruit that you find in Jannah, subhanallah, you will find uh, two kinds of that fruit. Allahu Akbar. Right? So there's no shortage. And remember we said that two could just be a number. <laughs> right? Uh, two could just be a number. It is possible given the norm of the Arabic language and, 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 a, and, a, and a norm in the Quran that the number is just to tell you a lot. That it could be two kinds, three kinds, four kinds, five kinds. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, tells us that in both of them, in both of them are of every fruit two kinds. But I want to highlight this. Two could just be uh, a number. Which of the favors of your Lord do you or will you deny? Um, now this is, so Allah uh, brings our attention to the infrastructure of Jannah. This means a lot to us. Then he takes us to the food of Jannah. This means a lot to us. What else do we like to do when we, when we go on a chill out? We choose, we choose where we're going, destination, right? Is it going to, have, is it going to be in the mountains? Right? Don't, we do that, right? We, uh, nowadays it's hotels. So what, what amenities does the hotel have? After that, let's check the restaurant, let's check the restaurant out, right? You, you, you check out the restaurant, how's the buffet, what are they offering, what, what, what it's going to be like. When, you, when you're going on a holiday, you think of all these things. Then what else do you think about? You think about the amenities, do they have a pool, how big is the pool, are the water slides there, is there a gym? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, tells us all this, what's the next thing? Let's check the bedroom out, how's the bedroom going to be? When you see the bed, Allah takes our attention to the, uh, the, the, the recliners of Jannah How the rest is going to be in Jannah So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says Muttaki'ina ala furish Ala furish Bata'inuha min istabraq Wajanal jannatayni dan Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says They are reclining Or they will be sleeping And reclining on beds And let's be honest When you go to hotels We, we check uh, the, uh, We say hey, the, 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 the linen of this hotel And the pillows of this hotel in fact, hotels advertise this now. They talk to you about the linen used and the pillows used, whether it's duck feathers or goose feathers, or whether they, right? Because you, you're trying to understand how restful your sleep is going to be, right? They say they use 
uh, this cover, this foam on top of the mattress, the sleeping foam, so you even sink more into the mattress. Huh? They tell you all these things. And, and, and even in our own discussions, I've discussed with people where they choose a particular brand of hotel because of, you know that this is how the linen is going to be and the bedding is going to be. So here Allah tells us that they'll be reclining on beds and the linings and linen of this bed will be made out of silk brocade. <laughs> right? So, um, subhanallah. Indeed, this Quran is from Allah because Allah knows us. We know each other through experience, but Allah already knows us, so He's telling us what matters to us. Right? And obviously, there's more. Allah says, Which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, And the fruit of the two gardens will be hanging low. Because that's how Jannah is. In Jannah, the things will come to you. You don't go to it. Jannah is the reward, it's not the dunya. The dunya is the effort. Oh, like I was telling some people yesterday, unfortunately some people think they're living in Jannah right now. They want everything to happen with no action. They want peace on earth, no action. They want projects, they don't want to donate. Right? They want this, they, don't want to, they just want to dream. They think they're in Jannah. But in Jannah, no. You don't go to anything, it comes to you. The trees will hang low and come to you. and You just got to pick. <laughs> right? It comes right to you. Uh, it's like having a butler. And he brings everything to your mouth. Right? That's how Jannah is. So Allah tells us this because this, is, this matters to us. jannataini dan And uh, the fruits of the two gardens, the two jannas. Dan, they are close. Then Allah takes us to the women of Jannah. This no doubt is something which is Allah created us. He knows uh, us better than we know ourselves. You know how, he knows how He created us subhanahu wa ta'ala. So He brings our attention to the women of Jannah. This is not to belittle women as a creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in any way, nor is it to bring sadness to the women of the dunya. Because the reality is the women of Jannah are a reward. And the women of the dunya are the real deal who get the rewards. There's a difference between the two women. Right? And those women who are righteous, they will, they will be from the, from the women of Jannah, but not in comparison to the Hur al-Ain. Because remember we said the Hur al-Ain are a reward. They are a thing from the things of Jannah. But the, the women who are righteous and get to Jannah, they will be an inhabitant from the inhabitants of Jannah. And there's a difference between a thing from the things of Jannah and an inhabitant from the inhabitants of Jannah. So no one should uh, use modern day 21st century bias to read the Quran and develop ill feelings with regards to what the Quran is saying. We should be uh, submitters to the will of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and believers in Him and calibrate our hearts and minds appropriately, okay? So Allah is telling us about the women of Jannah because no doubt, Allah says women are, are a means of peace, are a means of solace. And even in the dunya, Allah tells us from the signs of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and خَلَقَ لَكُمْ We've created for you your spouses. لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا So you may derive peace from them, serenity from them, sanctity from them. And no doubt, this is that brings Jannah on earth. And Allah says, this is a sign from the signs of Allah. So Allah tells us that if that is Jannah on earth, then in Jannah you'll have a Jannah. And that will be the women of Jannah that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created for you. Allah says, In them are women limiting their glances. Their glances are only for you. As men, they're possessive, 
when it, uh, by nature, right? These are women who've only been created for you, and their glances are only for you. And Allah says, untouched before them by any man or jinn. And the scholars, uh, this ayah is used as evidence uh, in, 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 in other sciences of Islam where they discuss the concept of jinn and possession and so on and so forth. I'm highlighting it, but that's not our discussion for today. Allah says, Which of the favors of your Lord do you deny? Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, after telling us now about the maidens and the restrained glances that they have and that they are untouched. And before we move on, Ibn Abbas radiallahu an says that, uh, or he describes the females of Jannah as having shins that allow you to see their inside through the skin. That's how pure uh, and crystal the skin is, uh, or the skin of the women of Jannah. So the Sahaba here shared with us descriptions of what they learned from the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam, and then Allah subhanahu wa taala tells us the reason for the reward. He says, "Hal jazaul ihsani illa al-ihsan." Is the reward for your tawheed anything but Jannah? Allah says, "Your tawheed is ihsan," and is there any reward for that ihsan except ihsan? Is there any reward for your excellence except excellence? Is there any reward for your servitude and submission to the will of Allah except Jannah? La ilaha illallah. This ibadah, Allah doesn't need it. Our, our righteousness does not raise His majesty. Our sin does not decrease His majesty. But we worship Him and He gives us Jannah and He says, Is there any reward for your excellence besides excellence? And wallahi, this is the meaning of Allah when we say Allah is kareem. Honestly, I, th- I think about this a, lo- a lot of times and I've been blessed with Al-Kawthar Institute to teach a course dedicated to the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So I've had to go on my own journey with many names. And when you think of the term Kareem, I don't think, I mean, nothing can describe it better than Hal Jazaul Ihsani illa al-Ihsan. That it's your job to worship Allah. He doesn't need you, you need Him and He gives you Jannah for worshipping Him. He gives you Jannah for doing what you were supposed to do anyway. Whether there was a reward or not, there's no other God worthy of worship besides Allah. And He gives you Jannah for doing that. That is, that is Allah being Kareem. And in reality, indeed it's Karam, because we know our mistakes in our guidance. And we also know our misguidance. Which means the reward is beyond our ability, but Allah gives it to us because He's Rahim as well. He's Kareem and Rahim. He showers His mercy uh, upon us, he expands our reward, so it's worthy of that reward. Hal jazaul ihsani illa al-ihsan. So, which of the favors of your Lord will you deny? Then Allah says, "Wa min dunihima jannatan." Allah says, "Dun" means, yani lesser. Allah says, and lesser than that, those two jannas that we've just described are two other jannas. And this is what I was talking about. That even in this whole duality, that Allah talks about Jahannam, He tells us about two, two paradises. Then He tells us about two paradises, He tells us about the higher one and the lower one. Now, all, there's no economy in Jannah. <laughs> there's no budget uh, program in Jannah. Uh, but Allah describes for us the Jannah for a people and the Jannah for those who did less. Because Allah is just and Allah has told us there are those who supersede and there are those who are muqtasid. There are those who do... Uh, uh, the bare minimum and there are those who oppress themselves they do good deeds and they do bad deeds or those who even just disbelieve 
right? And we know about the companion who came to the Prophet wasallam, the Bedouin man, and said that I will only, you know, I will only do the minimum when I get Jannah. The Prophet said, yes, if you do, if you do the minimum and you truth, he goes, I'll do the minimum and leave sin. So the Prophet wasallam, said, if you truthful in what you say, you'll get Jannah. I'll do five salah, nothing more. And leave sin, yeah, you'll get Jannah. I'll only give zakah, no sadaqah, you'll get Jannah. I'll only fast the month of Ramadan, no other days, and I'll leave sin, you'll get Jannah. But can you get Jannah like the one who fasts Ramadan in the 6th of Shawwal and Monday and, th- and so on and so forth? The one who reads his fara'it and he reads his rawatib and then he reads Tahiyatul Wudu and Tahiyatul Masjid and he reads extra? The one who, who, who goes for Hajj and he goes for Umrah and he does another Hajj? No doubt the rewards are going to be different. So Allah tells us about the other Jannah. But Wallahi the other Jannah is also amazing. But Allah tells us about the greater Jannah so that we don't settle for amazing. We settle for super amazing. Allah doesn't want us to have low ambitions. He wants us to have high ambitions. This is the nature of the Qur'an. The Qur'an nurtures us to think big. The Qur'an nurtures us to have greater goals. Not low goals that are easy to achieve. The Qur'an nurtures us to have dreams that make us scared. Because those are the real dreams of a believer. The dreams that... Make you scared, not meaning scared in a positive way that you really feel that, wow, I need to act and I need to work. I don't know if I'll manage, but I'm going to give it a shot. That's, the, that's, the nurture, that's how the Quran nurtures us. And the Prophet ﷺ nurtured us in the same way. He always told us, think big. Even if you see the day of Qiyamah coming, it's happening. And you have a seedling in your hand, plant it and expect your reward with Allah. Be brave. Right? That is how the Quran and Sunnah nurtures us if we ponder over it. It's always pushing us to be brave. It's always pushing us to do more. It's always teaching us to have high aspirations, high ambitions, greater goals. Because we were an ummah that was sent to give and not to take. We were sent to make a difference. We were sent to happen to things. Rather than things happening to us, <laughs> no doubt, it's going to nurture us upon these paradigms. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches us about this Jannah. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala teaches it to us to give us an ability to compare. And that's how I'm going to run through the remaining ayat. I want to, I want to go through the remaining ayat comparing it, okay? To what I've just told you about the first Jannah. First Jannah, We spoke about the trees, we spoke about the rivers, we spoke about the fruits, we spoke about the beds, and we've given these descriptions, right? So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, so as we've seen, ayah number 46 till the end of the surah, is uh, where we find the description of Jannah. So we have, a, we have the, the first class or the elite class, uh, the upper class, and then we have uh, elite, but يعني, uh, slightly less elite than the first elite. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ayah number 46, we said, Allah says, but for him who fears the standing before his Lord, he will have two gardens. In ayah 62, where we are at right now, Allah says, and below these two, there are two other, there are two gardens, Jannata. Okay? But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't mention fear here. He says, In the first one he said, Whoever fears he's standing in front of, that's taqwa, right? He'll get the upper. Here Allah doesn't say, And below this Jannah there are another two gardens. So you see already the difference. That those people who are of a different level in terms of the iman, then these people who will get this jannah. 
Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He says in ayah number 48, He says, Zawata afnan, remember? The outstretched branches. And in ayah number 64, He says, Mudhamatan. He describes dark green trees. And by the way, this is the shortest ayah in the Quran. Mudhamata. Just as a side note. It's, it's an entire sentence. Mudhamatan. It's an entire sentence. Uh, this is the shortest ayah in the Quran. And it's a complete sentence. Uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Mudhamatan. This is in the lower level. So Allah gives it color. It's something you can describe. But the wata afnan. It, you can't describe it. So when Allah tells about the trees of the other Jannah, it's beyond our ability to describe. Here it's also beyond our ability to describe, but we know it's green. <laughs> right? Uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, in ayah number 50, He says, in both of the paradises, there'll be these f- springs of flowing <coughs> water. In ayah number 66, Allah says, in them both will be two springs bubbling out. Right? So here Allah tells us about, He doesn't tell us about streams flowing. He tells us about water bubbling out of the ground. You can see it's a difference, right? But it's both amazing, no doubt. But if you had the choice, what would you want? You want the flowing one, isn't it? It's human nature. Allah knows us. Then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in ayah number 52 that in them both will be every kind of fruit in pairs. Zawjan, we, we, we spoke about this. We spoke about how it's beyond our imagination to uh, you know, <clears throat> uh, describe the, these fruits. And Allah told us how these fruits have types. Two types, but two types is just a number. Many types, right? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in ayah number 68 in its in its uh, equivalent, uh, in it, in, meaning the one that's in its comparison, Allah tells us in the lower Jannah, in them are fruits and dates and pomegranates. There's a list now here, huh? It's fixed. We're getting it. <laughs> there's dates, there's fruits, and meaning uh, Allah tells us fruits, dates, pomegranates. I mean, it's still amazing and beautiful, but can you see, subhanAllah, how eloquent this Quran is? And how in tune it is with our hearts and minds with the creation of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Right? Uh, uh, so the fact that now it's, it's finite. <laughs> in the first one it was infinite. It wasn't numbered. Now here it's numbered. There's a difference. Then in ayah number uh, 54 Allah tells us about the reclining couches and the, the, the silk brocades and so on and so forth. In ayah number 676, Allah also tells us about the, the recliners of, of, of the lower Jannah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says they will be reclining on green, fine cushions. Right? And, um, uh, and um, decorated uh, carpets. Uh, he says, Rafraf wa abqari. Right? Decorated carpets. This is in the, the lower level. So the first Jannah, the imagination is, is way open than the lower Jannah. Lower Jannah, there's a bit more detail being given. Right? So our, our, our imagination is slightly curved. Right? Um, but again, it's beautiful, brothers and sisters in Islam. No, I, I, it's not here to, I told you, it's not, these ayahs are not here to make you be sad. These ayahs are here to push you. To push you. Okay? Then uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
uh, tells us about the women of Jannah, as we spoke about, in ayah number 58, when he describes uh, the, the women of Jannah, uh, Allah, uh, sorry, in uh, Naam, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala describes them as rubies and pearls. They are like rubies and pearls. Their purity will be like rubies and pearls. Earlier on, uh, Allah told us that they limit their gaze and they so, they solely, they're not touched by man or jinn, right? Um, the attention is only for you. For, for you. Allah, in, 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 in the corresponding ayah, Allah says, uh, He says, the women of Jannah, they're like rubies and pearls. But Wallahi, it's, that's amazing stuff, right? <laughs> but you can see the difference when you do the comparison. Then in ayah number 60, we know that Allah said, is there any reward for good ihsan except good? which is Ihsan. And obviously Allah is not asking us a question to give an answer. This is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making a statement. And we have these type of questions, even in, in the English language, they're called rhetorical uh, questions. Um, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, now, uh, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala goes on to mention additional descriptions of uh, the women of the lower Jannah. So in ayah number 70, he says, in, in Jannah, there are women who are pure and beautiful, khayratun hisan. Uh, and then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us in ayah number 72, uh, they are guarded uh, in tents. And then he says, uh, subhanahu wa ta'ala, uh, in ayah number 74, that they untouched by man or jinn, same like before, right? No doubt, this is specific to Jannah. So anything specific to Jannah is untouched by man or jinn. So the females of the higher Jannah and the lower Jannah share this description. But the point is, when it came to the females of the higher Jannah, less description was shared. Females of the lower Jannah, a beautiful description was shared, but more. And naturally, uh, the imagination is curbed. Again, both Jannah, all the Jannah are beautiful. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sharing with us the subtle uh, differences so that we push ourselves and then Allah obviously often repeats which of the favors of your Lord do you uh, 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 do you deny then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, ends off by saying uh, and we spoke about this at the beginning that after all this blessed is is the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the possessor of jalal, of majesty, and uh, ikram, and honor. And he is ar-Rahman. We, 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 we say, blessed is the name of our Lord, and that name was used at the beginning, ar-Rahman. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, grant us uh, the understanding of the Qur'an, and uh, the ability to practice uh, upon uh, the Qur'an and the teachings of the Qur'an. May Allah bless us to be motivated by the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala connect us with the Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala cause the Qur'an to be a companion uh, with us in the grave and make us from the family of Al-Qur'an on the day of Qiyamah and grant us the position of Jannah where the family of the Qur'an will be. It's about being regular with the Qur'an. It's not just about being half of the Qur'an. Many people think that that Jannah is for the Huffab. It's for those who are regular with the Qur'an. The Qur'an doesn't leave them. They're always with it. They have their daily sitting with the Qur'an. They never end their day except that they've given the Qur'an its haqq. Like you give your parents their haqq. Like you give your children its haqq. 
Like you give your job its haqq, its right. You give the Qur'an its right. It's not a side thing. It's by the way. Where you're sitting and doing nothing and you think, ah, oh, let me read the Qur'an. And the days when you're busy, you go days without reading the Qur'an. No, brothers and sisters in Islam, this is, this is the timeless miracle. We need to have a relationship with it, where we read it, where we listen to it, where we memorize parts of it, where we practice tadabbur and ponder over it. Right? And as I've taught you before, the basic level of tadabbur is you, after understanding the ayah, asking yourself, do the meanings of this ayah exist in my life? How close am I to the, to the action matters of this ayah? How far am I from the ideals that the ayah is teaching? This is basic tadabbur. No one needs to be a specialist in the Arabic language or this matter. When Allah says tadabbur, afala yatadabbarun al-Qur'an, and he, He's mentioning it generally, this implies every Muslim, every human being, do not ponder over the Qur'an, which means there's a common denominator that we all share with regards to tadabbur of the Qur'an. And that is basically sitting down and pondering over your life and that ayah that you just read and what it's telling you. And that's how you slowly but surely grow until your character becomes the character of the Qur'an and your sign is the sign of the Qur'an. As we said, Allama al-Qur'an. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us these du'as that we have asked brothers and sisters in Islam everything correct is from Allah alone and He's perfect and any mistakes are from myself and shaitan and uh, I praise Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for blessing me with the ability to share some insights into the surah uh, and I ask Allah to forgive me for um, uh, any weaknesses in uh, explaining that which uh, needed to be explained and any mistakes and once again I ask Allah to make this a gathering forgiven upon its departure and a gathering that hears a good word and follows it uh, and a gathering that will live the hours that we spent here uh, moments after we leave this place. Amin. Ya Rabbil Alameen. Jazakumullahu khairan wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabiyyina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.